Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to We're Talking Shift. I'm your host, Lori Bischoff. If you're a new listener, know that we talk a lot of shift on this show. I'm a personal performance coach and a holistic nutrition coach, which means that I coach people around all of the aspects of their lives that they want to up-level, manage, or in some way perform differently or better at. We each have our own unique relationship with our health, our jobs, the people in our lives, our purpose, our religious or spiritual beliefs, basically our overall relationship with life and everything that makes up our experience of life. My belief is that when we feel stuck, in an area of our life, we must begin to start the process of change with a shift in our thinking. A shift in our outer world must start with a shift in our inner world. And that, my friends, is the antidote to feeling stuck. It all begins in our minds with a shift in our thinking. And this is why I really love talking with other people who are also deep thinkers and coaches and therapists and authors and other people who are using their voices, their experiences and expertise to help other people get unstuck and create their version of a really sweet life. It really is all about relationships. Did you get that? Not relationships, that too, but it's my new clever way of saying it, relationships. My mission really is to help you achieve yours. Today, I have another wonderful guest who shares my passion for relation shifting. Jennifer Lovely is a personal and professional coach. She is an expert on helping people transform their relationship with themselves. Jennifer is also a yoga and Pilates instructor. What intrigued me about Jennifer's coaching methodology is her use of the hero's journey story structure and how she applies that to her client's own process of transformation. Jennifer, welcome. Let's talk some shift. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you could be here with us today. I, you know, your, your whole method really intrigued me because I love Joseph Campbell's story structure of the hero's journey. And I think it is um, a brilliant methodology to kind of overlay uh, in your coaching practice when you're working with clients. I just I just love it. I think it's brilliant. Um, for those listeners who may not be familiar with that, can you just share a little bit briefly about what the the hero's journey concept is is all about? Sure. Yeah. So uh, Joseph Campbell is a bit of a mystic in that of his, he's a writer and he's also a mystic. And he shares that, and he was talking mostly for men at the time, but he really shares um, like there are 12 stages to a hero's journey. Yeah. And, and basically what it is, is that, you know, we're all just very ordinary people living in a pretty ordinary world and that we at some point in our life get a call to adventure um and that adventure could back in those days maybe it was you know to put a backpack on and cruise through the woods and really learn um something new for these young men 
But really to me, what it means is just like the adventure of life, mm-hmm. really like picking yourself up and going, hmm, something else, some of my soul is yearning for something. Mm-hmm. And some of us refuse that call. And some yes. of us take the call and go, hmm, I, I want to know more about what is stirring inside of me. And along that way, we meet people, we meet, you know, mentors that will guide us that will, you know, um, act as, as a support system for us. And, um, and there's just different areas that um, they will help us sort of move through. And then, you know, we have that crossing of the threshold, if you will, and um, like, okay, I've, I've been called for that adventure, but what is next? What's on the other side? It's kind of like, I imagine it like we're standing over, looking over a cliff and going, hmm, how am I going to get to that other side? Um, and then, you know, we have tests, you know, all sorts of things that are going to test us and allies and enemies and people that, you know, today we call our enemies haters. Um, but there's all sorts of areas and, and really, it, you know, that's kind of the nutshell, but getting to the hero's journey is on the other side of all of that is that you get your life. Yeah. You get what you really yearn for. Right, right. I love that. The, um, so really, it's like those 12 steps that are broken down into three stages, right, of the hero's yes. journey. So yeah. you, you yeah. have, uh, and it's a very common story structure for movies. So you know, a person could think of things that we're, you know, we're all familiar with. If you haven't seen it, you know of it. Like the Star Wars movies are all about yeah. the hero's journey. The Matrix is all about the hero's journey. The, the hero's Wizard journey. of Oz yeah. is the hero's yeah. journey. Yeah. yeah. So you have these three stages where you have that initial stage of um, like departure. You know, the hero is in the, his or her uh, own world. You know, it's it's the ordinary mm-hmm. world. It's the status quo. Right. And then, like you say, they receive the call to adventure or um, something causes them to have to embark on this journey. Right. And then. Yeah. But a lot of times it's scary and there's resistance and they may refuse the call. But then eventually, you know, they either just have to go or, or reluctantly they go and they embark upon this journey. And what I, I think is cool about that is because sometimes, you know, when we think of adventure and journey, we we think of something that is kind of exciting and appealing and, you know, off into this great magical adventure of the unknown. But I think like, you know, for you applying this to a person's life, sometimes that that departure into that adventure or journey turns out to be like a bad relationship. You know, it could be, it could be something that's (laughs) right. Right. So the journey isn't necessarily like, um, you know, you're trying to get through, um, you know, the magical forest and, and, you know, not get eaten by dragons and, and forest creatures. Right. 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 You're just, you're just trying to figure out how, how to navigate for instance, right, the bad relationship. And a lot of times, you know, people know they should get out of it, but they refuse the call. They resist because, you know, what's on the other side of that is almost just as scary as what you're in. Yeah. I remember, I remember somebody saying to me, um, you know, like, um, 
it's better to know the the enemy that you that you have rather than the enemy that you don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think so many people that's where they, they that's where they live. It's like, well, I don't I'm afraid I might find it it might be worse. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So then the next stage is basically, all right, for they they're forced to or they have to or they finally muster up the courage to get into the adventure, the journey, or the escape plan, whatever that, whatever that initiation yeah. phase, the middle part is for you. And then that's where all of, you know, the learning and the practicing and the gaining wisdom, all of that stuff happens in that journey of moving out of the known into the unknown, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that point is like of, of our hero's journey is it's where everything that we hold dear in our life, it's put on the line because if we fail, we either feel like we're going to die or life as we know it will never be the same. Yes. Great way to put and, it. Yeah. And if, and if it'll never be the same, what will it be? Mm-hmm. The unknown known right <laughs> right <laughs> so so then Where you all get, the magic is yeah right exactly and then uh, and then the third stage of that hero's journey is basically the the return so yeah, you know in the story they're either the right back. yeah the road back you're either going back to your world or and you know you're you're exiting you've learned and you've gained and you're wiser and you go back to your world and you bring back everything that you've learned, but you've uh, kind of undergone this personal metamorphosis, right? And so, and and you've changed as a person. So whether maybe you're not in the sense of the story going back to and bringing all this wisdom and, and treasure that you've gained and gathered with you, but, but in our real lives, maybe we're that return is actually more of a return to our ourselves and knowing ourselves and then returning to life with a new perspective, new tools, you know, wisdom, and then creating, you know, the new life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, it's like we've, we've seized the sword and the, you know, metaphorically and like now, you know, we, we are a hero, like a warrior. I think of a warrior as like, we're still out there. We're still fighting. And a hero is like, you know, you, you are fully um, like vested and you're holding that sword and you're like, this is who I am now. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So tell me, Jennifer, what made you decide that the hero's journey would be such a great metaphor or concept to use for helping people through their life transformation. So when you're working with them, you became a coach, you know, how did all that transpire for you? Well, and my, um, part of like my coaching program is I had to have a coach in my, in my, um, my coaching program, you know, gave us a coach while we went through the program. And, um, during that time, I remember, it's funny you brought up the wizard, wizard of Oz, because that was, um, that was the, um, my, that was my metaphor of the hero's journey. And, um, he said, and, you know, and I come from a long, uh, lineage of my, I, um, I had sexual abuse. And so I acted, I acted out a lot, you know, in teenage years and my twenties and all sorts of things. And so I remember talking to him and I was like, you know, I kind of feel like Dorothy. And he goes, and he goes, yeah, he goes, you're a promiscuous Dorothy. He goes, Jen, just click, he goes, just click your heels and you'll be home. Oh. And I was like, oh, 
And so that took me on this metaphorical journey of my own hero's journey. What I really had to, I had to let go of whatever story that that had for me. And I just, it was like the willingness, right? That's, that's the first step for my, for my journey anyways, was the willingness to be open mm-hmm. and go, hmm, there's something here. Yeah, that's, you know, that's so, I, first of all, I love that. That's pretty cool. A promiscuous Dorothy. Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I've made a note of that, Jennifer. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, But how cool for you while you were going through your own process as you were learning to become a coach and then to have that metaphor and be able to really grab onto that and see, I don't know, just see that whole journey and apply it to your life and how that helped you transform. I just think that's really cool. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, it was the willingness to journey into something unknown and feel all the feels of the uncomfortableness that right. was going to come up inside of me and my heart. And I mean, and, and my desire was, I, I knew that there was something bigger for me out there. Mm-hmm. And I had to let go of whatever that story was. Yeah. So, you know, and that's really difficult for for many of us as we're going through, you know, the different, different things in our lives that we're trying to process and move through, but letting go of the, of the old stories is, that's a big trick for a lot of, a lot of people. It's, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, so while you were going through that for you personally, what do you think was like the biggest maybe lie or kind of bullshit rule part or aspect of your story that you had to overcome in order to really get to the point where you felt empowered enough to make this transformation and start moving into, you know, the new version of yourself. I, well, I think it really comes down to worthiness because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think I, when somebody asked me ultimately, you know, what do you, what is your heart yearn for? I think I initially said love or, you know, something to end that. And, and yeah, it was love, but it was belonging and it was to not be in so much pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and underneath all of that was a deep innate sense of worthiness. And so I had to be willing to be like, maybe that's not true. Yes. Maybe. I'm actually worthy. So I think that was the biggest thing. Yeah, I, I hear you. And that is, I'm sure as a, as a coach, I know for myself coaching, that is an underlying thing for so many people is just worthiness. It's, it's Mm -hmm. at the root of so much. Yeah. And it forms from so many different aspects. You know, it's, it it may not be serious trauma for everyone, but they still have a, you know, a worthiness that I'm enough for, you know, worthiness. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I had to let go of that. And that, you know, I actually in really, um, empowering that promiscuous Dorothy, like Dorothy's really a cool chick and yeah, she might've had some fun along the yellow brick road. Yeah. Yeah. And she had those cool ruby red slippers. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Dorothy was a cool chick. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you have five points um, that you use when helping people, your clients have their own hero's journey. And I believe you said that the willingness, which you already um, referred to, was one of those points or the first point, right? Mm-hmm. Tell yeah, us the a willingness. more about that. Yeah, so it's, it's really just about being willing to get uncomfortable in the next step. It's like this life is not working. And, so, and I've been doing this and doing this and it's not working. It doesn't feel good. It, it hurts or it, it feels uncomfortable and there's got to be something more. And it's like, you've got to have the willingness to go, I'm going to try something different. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to get uncomfortable. And it's really like before, you know, a lot of people say yes to a lot of different things, but they don't, they're just saying yes, they actually have the willingness. There's a, there's a oomph inside the solar plexus that like really that where you can find that willingness inside of us, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're right. I think it has to begin with you getting to the point where you're truly willing to do what it's going to take to get unstuck from where you're at in order to move forward and find something better, something that is more comfortable, something that is calling you. Whatever it is, it's got to start with you've got to be willing to do it. You have to be willing to go there. You have to be willing to yes. sometimes get a little more uncomfortable than you already are, knowing that you're going to come out better on the other side. Yeah. Total. Yeah. What's, oh, what is, uh, what's the next point? The next point is what does my heart yearn for? And, you know, I touched a little bit on, on that. Um, and I really had to get clear what my heart wanted. What did I really deeply yearn for? And for me, it was connection and joy and freedom. And those are, you know, those are big words, but like inside of connection, joy, and freedom, what would my life look like if I had that? Mm -hmm. And so I really had to get very clear on allowing myself to play with freedom and joy and connection and what that would be. And that had to be my higher purpose. Like my heart really craves this. Mm -hmm. So when you work so with, just, with clients, is that that's something that you really help them get clear on is what is calling to them? What is your heart yearning for? I always feel like, you know, what's the call for you? Yeah. 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 Um, because it's, we all have our unique phenomenon. And what it's just deciding and choosing. What do you want your unique phenomenon to be out there in the world? Yeah, I, I think it in like, I feel like it's also your unique, I like the way you put that. And it's really what, you know, what is life about for you? What is, what is the thing that lights you up? Mm hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's different. It's not the same for everyone. So you have to be able, I think, to have the courage to 
to admit and to say to yourself, you know what, what lights me up or what's calling me or what I yearn for maybe isn't exactly what I thought it was before or what everybody else thinks it should be. You know, you have to be able to, to just get real with yourself and, and declare it and then go after it. But yeah, you have to, you've got to be willing and then you've got to, uh, heed the call. What is it that your heart and your soul is telling you, uh, you want to experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, everybody has, you know, a different flavor and you know, there's a million coaches out there. Right. And it's, and, but everybody has their unique phenomenon. And I really, I really love, um, the idea that, um, like there's what I say is going to resonate with some, what, you know, for somebody's heart, what you say is going to resonate with for somebody's heart. And it's like, we all have that flavor. And, and I think so many people get stuck on the fact that, oh, well, there's already so many yoga teachers or, oh, there's so many coaches or, oh, there's so many lawyers, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. instead of really like, what do we, like, what am I going to be bringing mm-hmm. to the world? And I, it's, so it's just really getting, really getting clear on, on that. And I think that's important. Absolutely. Because then that's what's going to drive you. Yes. Yeah, you you really have to, um, because you can get psyched out by thinking the things that you just mentioned, which is, oh, you know, it's oversaturated. There's already a million people doing what I want to do. And if you think that way, you will become so discouraged that you won't even, you know, you won't try. Um, but I think you're right. Every everyone has their own, um, their own way of delivering information and sharing information and, and uplifting others. And, you know, what works for someone, you know, another person may not be able to receive the message in that way. So, so you're right, you know, being, being willing to just do your thing and know that the people that are meant to hear you, um, or be, you know, in some way collaborating with you and working together, that they'll find you, you'll find each other. You'll, you know, the people will resonate that are meant to be with you. Yeah. I, I, I say this and it sounds a little crass, but it's kind of my personality. Um, there's an ask for every seat. Yes. And <laughs> you know, there's a, there's enough for everyone. And, um, and, and, but we, we forget that we really do. We really forget that. So it's just getting back to like, what does your heart yearn for and allowing that to, um, be the courage that moves you forward. Yeah. Yeah. Just stay focused on that and don't worry about what the rest of the world is doing. What's the third point? Healing. It's, um, it's really doing your healing work. It's doing the inner work. What has you, what, you know, what's the, what's the underneath of your worthiness? What has you feeling that you are not worthy and really diving into that work so that in service of not getting your stuff all over everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk to me a little more about that. What do you mean by that? Not getting your stuff all over (laughs) everybody. Well, you can imagine out there in the world, you know, we all have our survival mechanisms and triggers and 
things. And, and, you know, we walk into a grocery store and the person runs their cart into you by accident. You immediately are triggered by it. And, you know, you, that person's an asshole or what, you know, whatever. And you're just, you, you know, or somebody said something to you and immediately you feel, you know, your spine gets straight. Yeah. And the thing is, is that those people did not put those, you know, buttons did not install those trigger mm-hmm. buttons inside of you. And those are ours to own. And somebody else did probably from an earlier stage in our life. Mm-hmm. And so what is, what's happening is, I, you know, I remember having a teacher tell me, you know, get curious, like dig on what those triggers are for you. Really look under the rug and, and, and dig deep onto it. So that in service of being fully responsible for our reactions, and who we are in the world. So to, so to not get our stuff. So I'm not walking around the world being pissed off at Lori because mm-hmm. she, I thought she gave me a dirty look walking walking by in the office, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's really it's really about that. So doing the healing work of what's underneath the unworthiness, what's underneath the self-esteem, what's underneath all of that, and then getting really responsible. Where is that coming from, and how can I own that fully? So I can be that light out in the world. So I can then go forward and create what my heart yearns for. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really an important point too. I'm big on the owning what you're responsible for aspect of, you know, of our lives, of what we are uh, trying to do, what are what those triggers are, what the baggage is. And like you said, a lot of times those buttons uh, were put there. Uh, when we were young and too little to understand or have the skill level to deal with. But as an adult, you don't have that excuse anymore. Now, yeah, now if you really do want to um, find the things that we're all looking for, which is our idea of, of happiness and peace and joy, then it is your responsibility as a full grown capable adult to go, Okay, maybe I didn't put those there, but I am now responsible for um, being able to release them uh, and do my work and heal and, you know, whatever else is required for you to experience life the way you want. So I think um, taking ownership of where you're at in your story is a really important one and learning how to uh, sort of disarm those triggers. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. What's uh, the fourth point? Uh, Commitment. And it's really then deciding what is, what am I committed to? What am I fully, fully committed to? And, um, and I think that's a, I think that's a hard one for people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because commitment's a big conversation. You know, we think, well, I'm committed to my relationship or I'm committed to my job. On a, on a bigger scale, like what are you, like on a higher, higher level, what are you really committed to? And, it ha- and I bring it back to what my heart yearns for. Because I'm really committed to joy and I'm really committed to my freedom. Yeah. yeah. And so inside, inside of that, how am I being out there in the world with my commitment? If I'm committed to freedom and joy and connection, how am I being? How does my connection show up? with my clients? How does my, you know, freedom show up in my job, 
or how I want my business to go. Mm-hmm. And then how am I being about it? How is my joy? Am I, am I finding joy in that? Mm-hmm. And it's so, you know, it is a big one and it's really um, a tricky one, I think for, for um, a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, because it really takes a lot, it takes a change of a lot of habits sometimes in order to really follow through and be committed to the things that you dream about or talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and what I noticed, cause we're humans, right? Like we all do it. Like circumstances come up all the time and all of a sudden we are presented with this thing like, well, so this thing happened, but I said that I was going to do this, but this thing happened. And then going back to, but what is my commitment? You know, can I make it a win-win or is there, you know, what's really my biggest, you know, commitment to myself for my future, for what I really say that I want in my life. And we forget that when circumstances hit us, when, you know, shit hits the fan and we've got to really pull it together. Right. You're right. Because there's always going to be things that come up that can pull you off course. And so, Mm -hmm. right. Your level of commitment, your degree of commitment is going to be tested, um, constantly. And, you know, how, how, to what degree you're committed is going to determine how much you are able to experience what it is you say you're trying to achieve. So it is very important to, um, to understand that your, your intentions really have to be followed through by your committed action. Otherwise they are, will just kind of remain, um, wishes. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It'll just be, that, yeah. that was something I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, you know. That brings us to the fifth point. What's the fifth point of, yeah. of having your own hero's journey? Yeah. So I, I um, just kind of, I brought in two of them. It's kind of, they're interconnected. So support and acknowledgement. And support is so incredibly important. Um, you know, I think that in our society that we have a, um, like, go out there, you know, do it alone. You're going to make it alone. You know, if you, you can't rely on people, you know, there's this, you know, undertow of conversation that happens around there. And I think that we do separate and alone really well in our world. And, um, and we, and we don't ask for support because it's scary because it's vulnerable because it's also courageous to say, Hey, Lori, I'm, I, I'm really wanting to create this and I need some accountability or, you know, I'm just sharing it with you so that you know that I'm doing this and I'm putting it out into the universe so that as I begin to practice you know, support or, you know, whatever. We just don't do that. We, we keep it to ourselves because we're afraid because what if we fail? What if we don't, what if we don't actually do what we say we're going to do? And then I'm going to look like an idiot or stupid or I'm a failure. Yeah. Yeah. So So if you don't, you don't speak it out, if you don't ask, 
then nobody has to know if you don't actually achieve it because you it's been your own little secret right Mm -hmm. yeah 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 we we look at that um in our society uh, generally speaking as as a weakness of asking for help Mm -hmm. and support so uh and nobody we, we don't like to look like that we don't like to look weak we like to you're you're right we like to look um strong and we can stand our own two feet and forge ahead without any help and uh, you know and oftentimes we can and so but there will oftentimes come a point where you really could use some help and support and it's not a weakness to ask for it i agree no and um and you know i i i i remember um I just feel like when I, so my kids were going through really, really incredible drug addiction. Um, and, um, and so I like took off, I mean, they were adults by then, you know, and they were out on their own and they were really just using and getting into car accidents and going to jail. And it was really a struggle. And they were also doing a lot of pointing the finger at me, like it's your fault all sorts of things. It was, it was a pretty incredible time. So I took off, I left. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. And, um, I, I left the state and I moved up to, um, Washington state from Southern California. And, uh, it was just this moment when I needed to ask for support, but I needed to ask for support in a different way. Okay. So is this, is this kind of moving into a a going rogue story, Jennifer? Yeah, it is a little bit. It's part of, it's part of how I did my support and and acknowledgement, you know, the last, the last stages of my going hero uh, Uh or becoming my own hero um, is that I, I did, I left in in service of me getting support. Um, So I really initiated conversation with a lot of the people in the, you know, drug and alcohol community. And I asked for support in there. And I asked, like, I, I, it was almost like I needed permission and to be okay leaving and allowing my kids to um, have the, um, the dignity to fail Mm. in support of me and support of me being okay. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at that, the the dignity to fail. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's deep. I w- that's really <laughs> deep. <laughs> I've never heard it put quite that way, but I get it. That's That's an interesting perspective, Jennifer, the dignity to fail and how difficult that must have been as a, as a mother, you knew you had to do that, but still it had to have been really a difficult choice to, to leave and, um, leave them to find their way. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I would definitely call that incredibly painful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but in service of the, of my higher self, like I had done everything that I had, I could do at that point. Yeah. And I thought I'm going to go back to, uh, number three on our journey and I'm going to start doing my healing and getting responsible for myself. So I went rogue so that I could do my healing and get responsible and really look at my stuff and even look at my part and their part 
and in service of my higher self. Wow. That's big. Yeah. So do you think that, yeah, yeah. So, so basically you going through your own sort of going rogue story and then figuring out in your healing process that this is your own hero's journey. You really became your own hero and yeah. And then you've taken all of this experience and wisdom and like in the, um, the third stage of the hero's journey, you've basically returned, um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, come back to, to creating uh, your life anew. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at the end of that, you know, the last part of support and acknowledgement is I got a lot of acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. You know, I asked for, what do you want to be acknowledged for? I want to be acknowledged for being a, 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 an amazing mom. I do. I want to be acknowledged for, you know, sticking through it. I want to be acknowledged for a hard worker, you know, whatever that comes up for us. But asking for that acknowledgement is the thing that supports the, those first four steps. It's the thing that keeps us going. It reminds us of who we truly are. And on, on a, you know, deeper soul, soul level and not like who we are out there in the world, what we do, but like who we truly are as a human first. Mm. Yes. And being able to give that acknowledgement to yourself. Yes. Yeah. Just, just honoring your own journey and your own trials and tribulations and your own successes and overcoming challenges and, you know, you can feel it when you as an individual have come through the fire and come out the other side and you're, you know, a little bit better, a little bit wiser, a little bit more, you know, more of everything. Um, your, your consciousness is raised and you're ready to be of better service to others as well as yourself. Right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's really and it's such a beautiful journey. I mean, it's like when you get to the other side, it's, it's almost like you were blinded before and then all of a sudden you can see it all. That's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get that. I love, I love the way that you use this and you apply this to your work with clients. I think it's just brilliant. And, um, I, I do believe that we are all life is, we're each having our own individual hero's journey and it shows up in all kinds of different ways and colors and shapes and sizes and experiences and people and relationships. But at the end of the day, it really is, it boils down to just that. And I think it's, uh, I think it's super cool. I love it. And I'm really grateful that you were able to come on and, and share that, uh, process that you use and a little bit of your story too, with, with everyone you you've had an yeah. amazing, uh, an amazing going rogue story there. That's not an easy one. So I would love to hear, um, what you feel is the value of going rogue. But before that, um, let's take a minute for you to share where our listeners can, can find you. Sure. Uh, you can find me at jenniferlovelycoaching.com. You can find me on Instagram at the studio Whidbey. 
And um, you can email me at jenniferlovely at mac, M-A-C dot com. Perfect. I got to say, I've been resisting this the whole uh, entire podcast so far, but your name is just so pretty. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It it is. And I'm sure you get a lot of comments on that, but having the last name of lovely, I don't know how you could get any more appropriate for, um, for somebody like you that's doing the work that you do in the world. So it's pretty cool. I got to say it's lovely. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, of course. Um, okay. So last question is what would you like to share Jennifer with our listeners about the value of going rogue? Yeah, the value of going rogue is just really about, you know, you, it's, you get to choose. The value is you get to really know who you are. Mm. And there's, the value is you get to go deep into who you are going rogue. It's like you've thrown everything out. You got nothing left. You might as well find out who you really are. Oh, I love that. And, yeah. That's beautiful. You get to go deep into who you really are. That is perfect. Perfect. And the hero's journey is an excellent way to go about that. Yeah. You have been amazing. Thank you so much for spending this time with us today, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And really quick before we hang up, what do you want to be acknowledged for, Lori? Oh, my gosh. How could you? I didn't see that coming. (laughs) Wow. 45 podcasts so far, and you're the first person to throw me something I didn't see coming. (laughs) Wow. Um, You know what I would like to be acknowledged for is somebody that always made someone else feel really good about themselves. Mm. That's it. Yeah, I really get that about you, Lori, from the moment that I um, reached out to you and we started talking. I get that you are present in somebody else's story. You are present with them in who they are. And also, like, you're just this, um, you're light. And you really allow other people to shine. And, um, and it, it's like, it's so effortless. It's Aww. really so effortless. It's, it's, it's like exactly what nature does. It's just effortless. It just, the sun just shines. And you do that. And so I just really want you to know that you are that for other humans in the world. So thank you for being that. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. My, I am blushing, (laughs) but that that was very, very gracious of you to say. And I, and I, um, I humbly, um, just very grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. You are an angel. I I appreciate our, our conversation today. Thank you for everything you do. Yes. Thank you. What an angel she is. Oh my gosh. I just, I love everything that she just shared with us. And I love her name (laughs) as well as her message. Be your own hero, everybody. It's all within. So I hope that you love what you heard today. Make sure to subscribe to We're Talking Shift if you haven't already. 
Shoot me your comments and let me know what kinds of shifts you'd like to hear us talk about on the show. And it would mean a lot to me if you could just take a New York minute and give me a rating. To find out what private coaching with me is all about, head on over to lauribischoff.com or we're talking shift.com and uh, learn how I can help you make some shift happen in your own life. Of course, you can connect with me on any of the social media platforms. I think on Instagram, it is lori.bischoff. So thank you for listening, everybody. Until we talk again next week, stay feisty, my friends, and go make some shift happen. You too, Gary V. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.